You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Everybody, episode 190 of the Black Eagles podcast. I'm your host, Sinan Sporting, live from a rainy, sort of chilly New York City, naturally. Um, back again, staying punctual, you can say that much. Uh, lots of episodes lately, obviously. Lots of matches. Lots of Besiktas. Uh, but so, of course, the result is, of course, you get to see, or rather hear, my voice a ton. Uh, if you're one of those real loyal listeners who, who tunes into every episode. This, this might be a stretch, this one. This might be the one that you don't tune into. Just guessing, perhaps. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to keep this one real short. We're midweek. We have another match coming, of course, on Friday against Altai. Um, yeah, I mean, and then, of course, Champions League next week. So it's just going to be coming hot and heavy. So, yeah, I'm going to try to drag us through this one. I, I, I'm not collecting any cons corner or ask errands for this one. I really want to make this one brief, uh, and you know I'll talk more about that later on, so as to avoid spoilers. Um, all right, first of all, let's talk Adana Demirspor. Uh, they historically, <clears throat> we've never played them in the Super League, or at least not in sort of uh, normal recorded history. Operation is in effect as of right now. Certainly, it would have been a long time. The last time we did face them was actually in 2014 and 2015 in the Turkish Cup, Group F. Uh, and in our first match, interestingly, um, Wednesday, December 24th, 2014, for anyone who wants to go that far back, we lost 1-2. to two. Uh, It was um, Timur Uzguz and Abdulkerim Bardakci who scored for them. Gokan Ture brought us back a goal, uh, but it wasn't enough in the end for us to overcome. And then we faced them again on Wednesday, January 21st, 2015, same cup. Um, they again uh, made it interesting. They, they scored an own goal, Abdul Kerim Bardakshi. Ozgurjan Uzjan leveled it, however, for them uh, until, well, that it would go downhill for them. Demba Ba, would score to make it 2-1. Atinj Nukan, 3-1. Jenk Tosun, 4-1. And that would be it for that match. Uh, so anyway, split. We've split it with them. Uh, granted, we were talking five, six years ago. So, you know, not too much to draw from that, I think we can say safely. Six or seven years ago, rather. Um, so, what is probably worth mentioning, I, I guess, is, is Adana Demirspor's current form. 
they were distinctly a mid-table side down sort of in I think 14th place or something they had drawn their first match against Kaiser 1 to 1 drawn Konyaspor 1 to 1 lost to Fatih Karagumruk 4 nil beaten Rizespor 3 to 1 and uh, yeah that was coming into our match I suppose that, that's all there is to it I, I actually missed their first match which was a loss to Fenerbahce in the first match day of the season, uh, zero to one at home. I mentioned this last episode, but they they looked the much the much better side for a good portion of that match. So they were a side. Obviously, they've just got they had just gotten their first win of the season coming into this match against Rizespor, who have stunk up the, the league thus far. To be fair, but um, nonetheless, they'll feel like perhaps they're resurgent. They will certainly want to keep their form going against the likes of Besiktas and a a number of big names on their side uh, who would probably want to establish themselves in a match like this. Lineups, uh, Ersin Destanolu in in our goal, of course. Francisco Montero on the back line with Wellington, who is back. Good news. Rosier also back on the right back, on the right side of our defense. With Ridvan Yilmaz on the left side, Joseph de Souza in the back of our midfield, with Miralem Pjanic and Ozan, a little surprise perhaps, Ozan Ozyakup, starting in the middle of our midfield. Kyle Lahren on the left side, Rashid Gezal on the right, and Batshuayi up front. For them, no Balotelli, I think he was being given a bit of a rest with the midweek match. He's not so young anymore. Um, Asom Balonga. Would start up front for them. Ah, I'll start in the back, sorry. Ferhat Kaplan from the back. Simon Deli. Uh, Samet Akaidin are, the, are on the back line. Uh, Jonas Svensson on the right back. Uh, Joher Kadim Rasul, a Senegalese left back. Uh, Benjamin Stambouli, the French midfield. I mean, I, I think he's actually a central defender, but you know, playing in their midfield, whatever. Uh, Sinan Kurt playing alongside him. Uh, up ahead of them, Birkir Bjarnason, Icelandic, 33-year-old, number 10. Uh, Matthias Vargas playing uh, a- alongside Okuchuku Eze, the two wingers for them. And uh, Brit Asombalonga, Congolese striker, 28-year-old. So those will be the lineups. The only surprise, perhaps, being that there was no Balotelli. Or go, maybe perhaps Gokhan Inler. Some might have expected to see him. Perhaps even Tarek Chamdal. That's a name some might recognize who follow the Super League. But um, Anyway, besides that, uh, no real shock. Certainly not on our end, I don't think, given injuries and whatnot. Which I think pretty much is all there is to say about that. Let's talk about the match itself. Um, first 20 minutes, real back and forth. Very tentative on both sides. You know, nothing nothing really definitive, you could say. We looked like we were probably going to settle and, and start to look the better side because ni- neither side was doing anything particularly dangerous, but I think we certainly had much of the ball. But so, what it resulted in was in the, fir- in the 20th minute, finally the first real highlight, and it was a goal. Um, Ridvan sort of deep on the left side would find 
Ozan, who would sort of ping it real quickly to, to Pjanic. Ozan, by the way, came out um, rusty, but settled into the match and, and you know, looked good for the for quite a while, actually, in this one. Uh, anyway, he'd ping it to, to Pjanic with a quick little one-two, and Pjanic would send it up nicely from sort of deep. Uh, Montero, Francisco Montero, would, would his head would find the ball. He would sort of take a little dink off Samet. Akaidin, um, and into the back of the net, their keeper, uh, Ferhat Kaplan, lost in the mix. So, lost in the sauce, if you will. And so, boom, there it is. One to nil. Besharach has the lead. Not much later, Kyle Lahren would score again off a nice cross from, uh, I want to say, Rosier, maybe it was Gazelle, from the right side. Um, and it looked good. It's flagged offside. Replays sort of confirmed offsides, although it's not entirely clear that they did, if we're going to be 100% honest. Uh, to, I mean, to me, anyhow, I would say it wasn't that con confirmed. Um, the angle looked a little funky, but it is what it is. Uh, it was flagged off. Um, I missed, by the way, a yellow card in the sixth minute for Simon Deli on their part. 28th minute, Francisco Montero will get a yellow card. Uh, I thought it was a questionable one, to be 100% honest. I didn't quite understand the call. Um, 43rd minute would be the next real highlight. Uh, and another goal. Joseph would send in a long ball from deep, as he, as he does on occasion. Um, Batshuayi would make a run into it, sort of on the top of the penalty box. Simon Deli, already on a yellow card, for the record, would smash into him. Yellow cardable? I mean, honestly, yes. I don't see why not. Um, I guess perhaps the logic is they didn't really call the foul. They, they, they call it a goal. Because Joseph's ball just went straight in. Simon Deli uh, smashed into Batshuayi. Perhaps they call that a no-call, that they smashed into each other. I don't think that's accurate. Uh, but then Simon Deli sort of gets a piece of Ferhat Kaplan, I guess. Looked like Kaplan might have been looking for an excuse to, to, to get a whistle. Didn't get the whistle. Joseph is credited with his first goal of the season. He'll take it. Two to nil. And we'd go into the half, just like that. Um, and so at the half... We have a 2-0 lead. We're feeling good. Hard to imagine much go uh, going against us at this point. We really took command of this match after the 20th minute with that goal. Um, we reacted really well. They did not react well to that. Anyway, no subs for us at the half. For them, Yunus Akkun would come in for Okuchuku Eze. But it didn't do much. 47th minute, first chance of the, of the half would fall to Besiktas. Rashid Gazal taking a nice shot from the left side. Saved well by Ferhat Kaplan. Uh, could have been a third goal there. But wouldn't take long for that third goal to arrive. 52nd minute, Ridvan Yilmaz assisted by Rashid Gazal. Uh, a dummy by Kyle Lyon. I wondered if maybe he, he touched it and knocked it back to Ridvan. But anyway, he didn't. He, he made it, he dummied it. Ridvan Yilmaz got on the other end of it, slotted it home, much like his goal in the previous match, but a second goal for him on the season. Ridvan Yilmaz, hot! Playing hot, looking great. He got a chance in this match. This will be much later in the match, but uh, sort of spoiler alert, I guess. 
54th minute, they seemed to reply a little bit. Asombalonga um, forcing a nice save from Ersin to his right low. Um, he'd save it in off the post. Joseph would then clear it sort of heroically. Uh, 59th minute, however, with a yellow card to Wellington and a foul right at the edge of the box. Referee Ali Palabiyik would set them up, set up our defensive line like 12 yards back. Uh, and this sounds, well, I'll talk about this in a moment. Anyway, without, without going too much into it, Matias Vargas would queue up a free kick, a goal, 3-1 to one in the 60th minute. Um, after that, a yellow card for Valentin Ozier for complaining about that free kick because they had been lined up so far back. Mysteriously, no one quite understood why. A number of Besiktas players were complaining about this, actually. Which is worth noting, I think. Um, 65th minute subs. Kenan Karaman came in for Kyle Laren. Sali Uchan for Miralem Pjanic. Atiba Hutchinson came on for Ozan. 67th minute, Mario Balotelli came on for Benjamin Stambouli. Gokan Inler for Sinan Kurt. 77th minute... Uh, that was uh, sorry. That was ten minutes later in the seventy-seventh minute that Gokan Inler came in. Um, also, Gokan Ture came in for Rashid Gezal. And right about there, um, Brit Asombalonga would pass the ball to Mario Balotelli, kind of innocently, pretty deep behind the penalty box in our end of the pitch. And Mario Balotelli would take a wild shot from deep. Montero perhaps could have advanced up on it, but. Um, I don't think he anticipated that shot being taken. It's a pretty audacious effort. Same could be said for Erson. It's a goal. Um, 79th minute, and suddenly the match is 3-2. Balotelli gets a yellow card for uh, sort of nasty, looks like a nasty gesture, certainly provocative to our manager, Sergen Yalchin. Um, and apparently he's referencing Sergen, saying that he did something brainless when he did that sort of backwards kick in that friendly for Man City. Um, so he points to his brain, I guess. Haha, <laughs> whatever. Great job. You got a yellow card, pal. 79th minute, that was. Um, right after his goal. 87th minute, substitutions. Tarek Chamdal, I mentioned him earlier, comes on for Jonas Svensson. Khan Kanak for Rasul, the Senegalese left back. Um, also in the 90th minute, Guven Yalchin comes on for Mishipat Shuai. Great. Um, Sali Uchan, in the same, like right after there, would send a ball up for to Kenan Karaman, who would um, make a, take a nice, neat touch on for Bachuai, who would send in a shot from pretty far out, right outside of the penalty box, and it would just sort of nick the post and go wide. Very near miss, could have made it 4 to 2. Uh, 91st minute, they attack on a corner. Montero clears it, kind of off the line at an angle really nicely. Well done. Looks like we're going to ride this one out because there's only five minutes of extra time. And yet somehow, in the 96th minute, sorry, 97th minute, officially, uh, another corner would come to Balotelli, who sort of springboards himself off of Francisco Montero. No foul. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, he would head it down. I mean, the right header, to be fair, but 
I mean, barring the obvious foul, you'd think. But, okay, whatever. Um, the header drops down to Brit Asombalonga, who has is grabbing Valentine Rosier's shirt and holding him back so that he can't get in the way of Balotelli's header. Asombalonga does instead, knocking to the back of the net. Again, no foul. Okay. Um, additionally, the ball that um, I said went off Balotelli's head. Turns out it went off his arm. Okay. Uh, this went to VAR. Somehow, none of this was, I don't know, seen? I, I can't imagine what the thinking was. Uh, and the VAR booth, in fact, sort of insisted that the ref not take a second look at it. Game over. Match tied 3-3. Three to three. Um, A fight ensues. Valentine Rosier getting a yellow card, uh, two yellow cards in red and a red. Um, just a one-match suspension, because it wasn't like an actual red card. It was two yellows, but... Um, he will not feature against Altai. And that would be a bit about it. That would do it. Um, I don't really know what you can say about this match, honestly. Two goals from set pieces. One just, I don't know, really audacious effort from Balotelli to his credit. Um, great goal on his part. You know, this obviously was the type of match he's going to stand up for. In a, in a way, it's a shame that they had Fenner in match day one because he didn't, he wasn't on form yet. Had just arrived, basically, so they didn't get to have. I'm sure he would have enjoyed. I'm sure he'll enjoy performing whenever there's a spotlight on him. And so these bigger matches in the Super League will be the ones that he that suit him. Uh, and certainly that was the case with us yesterday. Uh, and so yeah, a goal and assist for Balotelli. And uh, again, you know, he, he only entered the match in the 67th minute, so he'll be pleased with his output, obviously. Um, we are not pleased with our output. Now, again, I mentioned uh, the first yellow to Valentin Rosier came um, after he was arguing with the refs about... The, the wall being set up on Matias Vargas's goal on the free kick, and uh, it was clearly set up way beyond where it was supposed to be. A number of players were complaining. So it's not like it was like sour milk or whatever you call it, spoiled peas. I don't know, I forgot the expression suddenly, but um, you know, this was something they were legitimately arguing at the time, even though it was just gonna make it three to one because it was ridiculous. Ali Palabayek is a ridiculous, human being. Um, I mean, it shouldn't come down to, to refs. Like, we let them score three goals, right? Like, we had a three to nil lead. Um, our, our set play defending has to be better, I suppose you could say, or our reaction to stress or pressure. That's always been a sort of problematic aspect of our defense. They are our strength and our weakness, uh, and whenever the pressure's on, they have the ability to kind of, you know, brain fart, right? Uh, just kind of collapse under pressure. Um, again, I don't really want to blame even the defense too much because, like, really, right, set pieces, questionable ones at that, with fouls a uh, 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 miss. Um, that third goal, obviously, there was, like, three obvious fouls that they just didn't seem to want to call. So that's that. Uh, Vargas as well, you know, very questionable as far as the, the wall being set up so far back. 
Um, I don't know. You know, it's a point, right? At least it's a point. Uh, we didn't drop all three points. Is the perhaps silver lining, I guess. Um, Adana Demirspor as a side deck will probably take points off of our rivals as well at some point later on this season. So we can take heart from that. Our rivals have all lost points already elsewhere. So, uh, you know, there's there's other there's some positives here, I guess. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you don't you don't like to collapse like that. You don't like to have a three goal collapse, even if all three goals are kind of weird. Um, anyway, let's talk about some statistics quickly. Besiktas had 63% of the ball to their 37. 13 total shots to their 12. 13 chances created to their 11. One big chance to their one. 505 accurate passes to their 270 and an 86% rate to their 78%. We're allowing our opponents to pass much more and much better recently, which I don't like. Perhaps that's our opposition too. Excuse me. Um, we conceded 14 fouls to their 13. Five. We had five corners to their six. We were offsides once to their nil. So again, we had 13 shots to their 12. Four off target to their six. Six on target to their four. We had three of our shots blocked. You know, in the defense, they had two. Um, eight of our shots were inside the box to their five. Uh, so yeah, let's let's talk individual stats, shall we? And I'll, I'll go over. So the the sort of really highly rated players were Matias Vargas, Ridvan Yilmaz, in this order, by the way, Rashid Gazal, and Mario Balotelli, the very good players, seven seven point five and above, are uh, from top to bottom: Miralem Pjanic, Francisco Montero, and Brit Asombalonga. Oh, and Joseph de Souza, excuse me. And then good are Wellington and Michi Batshuayi. And then from, de from, from there on, it, it's, uh, everyone falls off. So, that's sad. <laughs> um, let's, I guess, uh, I have to talk about like a man of the match. I'll, I'll give it to Ridvan Yilmaz. Uh, he is obviously the silver lining this one. Our young gun is performing at a very high level. His form is back. You love to see that. Um, you know, he got his chance in the stadium, which he must have loved. Uh, I'll, I'll go over his stats real briefly. He played all 90 minutes, a goal and an assist. A goal on one shot, too. He had 48 accurate passes at an 87% rate. He created two chances. Again, one shot on target, goal, 100% accuracy there. Um, Let's see. So, 48 out of 55 passes completed. 28 in our own half. He's a defender, right? Uh, but 20 in the opposition's half, so not bad. Four crosses, two of them accurate. Uh, one for one on long balls. One key pass. 81 touches. Very present. Uh, he won seven out of ten duels as well. He had a clearance. Um, two out of three dribbles. Successful. I mean, really, it's just a fantastic match. He... He was one out of two for aerial duels even. He's a little dude, so that's worth something. Three interceptions, ten recoveries. So he got back uh, even though... I mean, that, that's been a weakness of his historically is positional stuff. But again, positional defending is something that's sort of a mental aspect of the game that you can learn over time. And so for him to improve in that area is a great sign. So yeah, he's my man of the match. 
Obviously, you could give a shout out to Rashid Gazelle, who had an assist, two shots um, at 100%. You know, both of them were on target. Uh, he had uh, 37 accurate passes at an 84% rate. And for him, that's solid because he's not—he's uh, not making conservative passes. He's, you know, being fairly creative typically, right? Um, he was two for two on crosses, for example, and two for two on long balls. So, uh, yeah, five key passes, 61 touches, four out of ten duels won. But I mean, you know, he's not out there for his defending. So for him to even be involved in ten duels is actually kind of noteworthy. Um, only one out of four on dribbles, but you know, whatever. He was a little clumsy actually with his dribbles today, but at the same time, he was also very effective in, in other areas of this game. So. Nobody's going to complain too much about it. Great match from him as well. So that's noteworthy, but I'll give it to Ridvan Yilmaz. Goal and an assist and, and some solid all-around play. Um, yeah, that's it for this match. Let's not dwell on it. I guess briefly I'll mention that we do sort of for some, maybe a very short window, briefly we, we, we are in sole possession of first place. Uh, six matches played, four wins, two draws, still undefeated. Uh, 14 points, 8 goal differential, plus 8 rather. Um, so Trabzon has a game in hand, of course, but they're a point back. Um, they will be playing Konyaspor on the road um, on Thursday. Uh, Thursday, September 23rd. So, you know, for what it's worth, uh, that's a tough That's a tough one. Should be a tough one. Um, let's I mean, besides that, I guess it's all right. Let, let me let me go into some other stuff here. Altai is in third place. They've played six matches, as well, twelve points. Uh, Fatih Karagumruk in fourth place, six matches, eleven points. Um, Konyaspor is in fifth place. Uh, so if they were to beat Trabzon, they'd have fourteen points and be level with us, likely still in second place because of the goal differential. Um, a draw would see Trabzon go level with us and we'd still be in first place as well because of goal differential. So, um, a Konya win or a Trabz or, or a draw for Trabzon and Konya benefit our, you know, holding on to first place for a week. It doesn't really matter that much, actually. Um, beyond that, Hatay Spor could have 13 points. Fener could have 13 points. Alanya could have 12. Galatasaray could have 11. So, you know, the most we're going to slip down into is second place. That's the absolute worst-case scenario, and that's only if Trabzon beats Konya on the road. Could happen. It's not impossible by any stretch. Trabzon's a very good side playing at a very high level right now. But um, the worst-case scenario is second place at the end of the match day. So, <clears throat> look, man. It's a draw. We're still undefeated after six matches. Obviously, this is a sort of disheartening draw. We're going into some, some big matches going forward um third place Altai for example this Friday uh and and I'm sort of joking I don't think any first of all Altai has played their six matches so they could potentially be passed by a number of sides by the end of the match day so they're not going to end this week in third place <laughs> unless a, a lot of things go their way um but obviously it's it's worth noting that Altai has had a good run of it so far this is their first season up in the Super League in a very long time um, let's talk about what it is that they've done in the Super League thus far. So their first match of the season in Kaiseri, sorry, at home against Kaiseri, 3-0 win. Second match on the road in Alanya, 1-4 win. 
Third match at home against Fener, they lost 0-2. Fourth match um, on the road in Konya, we, you know, worth noting, that's a tough one, right? Uh, Konya won 3-1. So Altai lost two in a row there, but they, they got it back together uh, the next week in their derby match in Izmir. Against Gostepe, winning 2-1. They were given the home the home and field advantage there in the Altai Jack, I think. And then the last match was on the road against really poor Elise Spor. Elise is really struggling so far this year. And Altai beat them 1-2. to two. That was the match I think I mentioned that Tyler Boyd got an assist in. So yeah, this next match, Friday, September 24th, 1 p.m. in New York City on the eastern coast of the United States. Check your local listings, as always. <clears throat> um, but so yeah, 1 p.m. Friday, September 24th. Um, Izmir side hosting us, uh, so we're on the road. Again, they're a newly rel- a newly promoted side. So I mean, te- technically on paper there should not be a challenge, but they're hot. They're playing well. Um, you know, four wins and two losses is not bad. Obviously, much better than anyone would have pegged them for. So. You know, credit to them. I'll go over their regular starting lineup, their sort of average starting lineup, if you will. Uh, their starting goalkeeper is 24-year-old Polish Mateusz Lis. Or Lis, and I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, so that's someone who I didn't know that was starting for them. Uh, on their back line, 31-year-old Turk Murat Akcha. And 25-year-old Swede Eric Bjorkande. Their right back is Jebrail Karayel, 27-year-old Turk. Their left back is 24-year-old Iranian Mohamed Naderi. Interesting, right? The center of their midfield features Zeki Yildirim, 30-year-old Turk. Uh, Kali Tiam, 27-year-old Senegalese, a central midfielder. Sort of number 10 is, is a Loni Tassiano, 26-year-old Brazilian player. Uh, which is, I guess, fairly interesting. I'm not sure where he's on loan from Gremio, I think. I'm not exactly sure who, who owns his salary. Perhaps that's like an own loan with an option to buy scenario. Uh, their most common right winger is Leandro Capel, 31-year-old Dutch winger. The, on the left wing is Erhan Jelink, 32-year-old, 32-year-old Turk. And their most common... Starting striker is Dauda Bamba, 26-year-old Cote d'Ivoirian. He scored three goals already this season. Nothing to scoff at. So, um, yeah, you know, could be interesting. I didn't even mention their highest-rated player is Andre Biogo Poco. I don't know why he's not part of... He's a central midfielder, by the way. I don't know why he's not part of that prominent starting lineup that I mentioned. Uh, neither is Cesar Pinares. Chilean 30-year-old, uh, but he's injured, I believe, but he's also sort of number 10. So he's injured. I don't know what the deal is with Poco. Um, he's their highest-rated player thus far this season, but he's not a typical or, or sort of regular starter for them for whatever reason. But so there you have it. I don't think I typically go that far, that deep into our rivals and sort of analyzing, um, you know, what it is that they're up to. But uh, yeah. Uh, and I see, by the way, that he went to, to do African World Cup qualifiers, Poco, so perhaps that's why he wasn't featured uh, for, for Altai for a minute there. <clears throat> anyway, Altai could, could pose a threat for us. 
we, you have, we have no idea. There's something of a wild card, right? That, that's a challenge when you have a, a side that's new to the league. But that's where I'm going to leave things, folks. Short, a shorty. Uh, thanks for tuning in, as always, for those few of you who are tuning in. Um, I, I didn't want Connor or Aaron to step in for this one because these are episodes that typically don't get many listeners. Nobody really wants to relive sort of an underwhelming performance like this. But whatever, man. Look, it's just a draw against a pretty quality side in the Super League. Let's not let this crush our spirits any, right? Um, I think we'll be all right. I really do. Anyway, that's it, folks. Follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore pod. Uh, at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast. One word. Of course, what would be a Black Eagles Podcast episode without me mentioning? Let's go, Bashing Tash! Doesn't matter that we didn't get the ideal results. Always Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.